folks, Steve Lewis here. Welcome to Relevance for Today. Got a great episode. We're wrapping up the Greatest Gift series. We wrapped it up from April 2021. Thanks for tuning in. This is going to be an amazing one, folks. Stay tuned. Okay, folks, thanks for tuning in. As always, I hope you are enjoying this episode. I truly am. Not just because I'm doing it, but getting the study ready and getting my show notes ready and preparing for the shows. Really been digging into the word and I've got a great message for you today. We're going to be talking about confidently sharing about the greatest gift. And of course, we know what the greatest gift is. The greatest gift is salvation through Jesus Christ. So you know how it is when it's go, hey, go and share the good news. And what do people do? Uh, who, me? <laughs> no. No, I can't. I, I can't do that. I uh, No, I'm not good at that. I'm not good at talking to people. I, I, I can't do it. That's someone else's job, right? You've heard all the excuses. You know how it is. That's the pastor's job. That's sister so-and-so over there who's been saved for 20 years. Now, you know, we all have had so many excuses when it comes to sharing our faith. And of course, that includes this guy. Because remember, one finger pointing at you, three pointing back at me. So I've got to look at me first, as I always tell you guys. So in this episode, I just want to encourage you all from the word of God that with the Holy Spirit's help, we can share our faith with confidence. Seriously. Truth right there. The thing is, you can reach people. Because see, here's the thing. You can actually reach people that I can't even reach. You know, we all have our own sphere of influence. That's a group of people that we influence. For example, you're my audience right now. You're either listening or you're watching. That's considered my sphere of influence. Or when I'm out and about, there's different people that I know. And I may go into a neighborhood and get along with people than, better than you might. You know, so you may go somewhere that I might not be able to go. So we have to all be able to link arms and reach people where we're at in those spheres of influence. Very important. That's why we all need to be prepared, right? James 1.5 says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Why would you ask for wisdom? Well, for starters, just as James wrote in the New Testament, we need to pray for God to give us wisdom. That's going to help us handle any situation that we might encounter, right? So when we're sitting back thinking about, oh, man, I know I should share the gospel with my neighbor, but I'm nervous. I don't know. I don't know how to come across to them. I don't know what to say. Hey, pray for wisdom. Lord, I'm praying for wisdom right now. I need wisdom to help me in this situation because I'm getting ready to go over here and I'm going to share about you to them, you know, and you go from there. Wisdom is defined as the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment, the quality of being wise. And of course, the first step in being wise, you're being wise when you're praying for that wisdom, right? And so from that definition, you will have everything you need to share your own personal testimony about your salvation experience through Jesus Christ. If you take the time to pray and ask the Lord for wisdom right there and don't worry, I understand everybody has had a different salvation experience. That's what makes us all unique. And that's so important. That's what makes us all so different. 
For example, some people have had the life-changing dramatic lightning bolts in the sky. Dun, 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 dun. He was saved. You know, the lights are all flashing. And the, the people are cheering and tears are flowing. And I got saved and the whole church lit up like a lightning bolt. You know, you got people who have those stories, but then you have other ones where it's just peaceful. Man, I asked Jesus Christ into my life while I was sitting in the car just praying because I was at the end of my rope and I didn't know what to do. And I just said, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Will you save me? Will you come into my life? Will you help me? And then I spoke to some people about it and they talked me through it. And then we prayed about it and I got connected, you know, and that's how some people's testimony might be. They're all different. You know, one person is, I was deep into drugs. I was on the deathbed. I was about to die and an angel approached me and bomb, 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 bomb. And I asked Jesus Christ into my life to turn my life around. I've been living for the Lord for 30 years. You know, there's so many different testimonies out there. But remember, each one is unique. Just because your testimony doesn't have you jumping out of a plane and screaming to God, Lord, help me. Please save me. No, you know what I'm saying, though. Just because you might not have had a dramatic encounter the way someone else has, it doesn't matter. Guess what? We all came to Christ. That's the bottom line. At the end of the day, we all came to Christ. Very important. So for me personally, you know, I grew up in a, ch in a church family. We went to church. You heard the old saying, my, my mom drugged me. You heard that joke where they say, my mom drugged me. What do you mean she drugged you? She drugged me to, to church and back, back to church again later that evening and drugged me over to Bible study and drugged me over here and drugged me over there. You know, that funny joke that goes like that. But that's what we did. We, we went to Bible study. We were in youth. We went to church. So I was one of those. That Sunday came, we went to church. And there were times where if mom and dad weren't up for it or someone wasn't feeling good, sometimes we stayed home and we had church right at home. We'd pull out the Bible. We all had special verses to read. We sang some songs together. And we had our fellowship time and time with the Lord right there at our house. But, you know, and then as I got older, the thing is, when you get older and you step out of that house, you can't be sitting on mom and dad's coattails anymore relying on their salvation you've got to find god yourself you know you chase after god god will chase after you but for me i went to the military and then things went from there you know i lived the fast life we're in the military you know we're drinking and doing stupid stuff and then all of a sudden i went to the gulf war and things changed for me i was a weapons loader we're loading bombs things are happening and all of a sudden i had a wake-up call and we had a little tent city we lived in and uh we had a little church tent, went in there and, and had a long chit chat with the pastor about life and, and uh, what we were doing in the war and everything and really helped me a lot and really turned around, grabbed my Bible, read through it, took my time every morning, got up, went, sat by the beach and just read and spent time with the Lord. And, uh, you know, that was a turning point for me in my life and of course as time went on you go to a church you leave a church you go here you go there but you know within the last 15 years I definitely kicked it up a notch and uh, ministering to others and uh, went from there but everybody has a different testimony but the point I'm trying to make is your story is literally your story right we're all unique no one's story is the same but we all have a testimony so I want you to grab some paper and answer these questions. 
so you can pause the podcast, do whatever you need to do. If you're driving, just listen to this later on, but just keep listening to the episode. But grab some paper, and I want you to answer these questions for yourself. And you should write down the questions as well, because you can actually share this exercise with someone else that you might know that can help them as well. But the first question, what was your life like growing up in your household? Number two, what were some trials in your life? So you're answering these questions and I'll get to why I'm giving you these questions because it's going to help you. Number three, what was growing up like in your neighborhood? School, job, etc. Relationships with people. And number four, when did you realize you needed a savior? When did you realize you needed Jesus Christ into your life? And if you haven't asked him into your life, this whole series about the gift, you need to go back to the first part of the greatest gift three episodes ago and listen to that podcast. In fact, listen to the whole series and I'll make sure I go back and number them. But that was number four. And then number five, what made you turn from the world and turn to God? And number six, what would your life be like now if you didn't have Jesus Christ in your life? And of course, the list can go on. You can make up as many questions as you want. But the goal is once you finish answering these questions, you should have a nice set of bullet statements to complete your testimony. And then all you have to do is read it over and get comfortable with it and use that to share with others. Okay, so you'll be able to go back and go, as a child, this happened. You know, some rough things I went through was this. I went through this and I went through that, but I realized I needed a savior because I had no other thing to turn to. And boom, and then you go into there and my life is this way now because I have Jesus Christ into my life. And if I didn't have Jesus Christ in my life, my life would have went down this other path. So use those questions to help build the testimony, your personal testimony. And like I said, if you've got some questions that you want to add to that list, send them to me because that'd be cool. I can put them on a post or something to help others with their testimony. What kind of questions would help a person be able to share their testimony? And by sharing your own testimony, the person that you're talking to will be able to see how the Lord has changed your life. And it can also give them some life experiences that they can relate to. So they can sit back and nod their head and go, oh, yeah, 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 I know what he's talking about now. Wow, I never knew he went through that stuff. I thought everything was just all easy and butterflies and roses for him and come to find out he had a rough life too, but no one knew. Okay. So also keep in mind when you're speaking with others about Jesus Christ and your testimony, share it from your heart, keep things real and be yourself. I can't say that enough. Keep it real and be yourself. It's so important to be yourself. Don't go up to someone and start speaking in Elizabethan English like you're speaking out of the King James Bible. You know what I'm saying? Talk to them like a human. Let them know you're a regular human being. I mean, you're a child of God, of course. But at the same time, come down to their level. You know, don't act like you're above them. Come down to their level because they'll feel that on you. Give them a feeling of being comfortable near you and wanting to sit down and talk to you. Crack a joke, laugh, get some engagement going. Don't just go, hey, you got Jesus in your life. You're going to go to hell if you don't. No, don't do that. Come to them in love. Talk 
the way you should be talking is if you were talking to someone, one of your buddies, you know, make them feel comfortable. That's so important. And make sure you come in love. And a key factor, of course, is also the word of God. Just as Jesus used the word of God when the devil tempted him in the wilderness, we too need to remember to turn to the word of God for guidance. The word of God is a light. Remember that. It will guide us every step of the way if we let it. King David wrote in Psalm 119:105. Many of you know it. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. And that's out of the New Living Translation. A lamp to guide my feet and a light to my path. That means you're using the word of God to guide you for guidance. Whenever you need guidance, I want to go share the gospel, but I'm nervous. Okay, let's go in here and look up some courage verses. Let's look up some different things. Let's pray for wisdom and use that word. Definitely use the word. Because in times of need, it's nice to turn to it when you need that strength and courage, especially when you're going to minister to others. It's very important. So there are many booklets, Christian tracts and passages of scripture that cover salvation, including some great formats. For example, the Romans Road to Salvation. It's a great tool that you can use. And I'm going to share that today when you need help to lead someone to Christ. You don't have to do this alone. That's one of the biggest fears is what if I mess this thing up? It's like, no, there's tools out there to help us. It's one message. Jesus Christ crucified, raised from the dead, seated at the right hand of the Father. He was the final sacrifice, died for our sins to repair the relationship between us and God. Powerful. You know, so the Romans Road is a great teaching. And you can find it online. Just search on any search engine. And the one I'm going to share with, I've looked it up and found it on gotquestion.org. Gotquestions.org. And here's how it goes. The first verse on the Romans road to salvation is Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We have all sinned. We have all done things that are displeasing to God. There is no one who is innocent. Romans 3.10-18 through 18 says, It gives a detailed picture of what sin looks like in our lives. The second scripture on the Romans road to salvation, Romans 6.23, teaches us about the consequences of sin. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The punishment that we have earned for our sins is death. Not just physical death, but eternal death. The third verse on the Romans road to salvation picks up where Romans 6.23 left off. But, and this is so key because I'll hear people share that we're all sinners. We're going to hell. You know, no one's, no one's right. No one's good. You know, but then you come to the rest of it and it says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Praise God. Romans 5, 8 declares, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Praise God. Jesus Christ died for us, for you and for me. Jesus's death paid for the price of our sins. Jesus's resurrection proves that God accepted Jesus's death as the payment for our sin. The fourth stop on the Romans road to salvation is Romans 10:9, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Because of Jesus's death, 
on our behalf, all we have to do is believe in him, trusting his death as the payment for our sins, and we will be saved. That's beautiful. Romans 10:13 says it again, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Jesus died to pay the penalty for our sins and rescue us from eternal death. Salvation, the forgiveness of sins, is available to anyone who will trust in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. The final aspect of the Romans road to salvation is the results of salvation. Romans 5.1 has this wonderful message. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ, we can have a relationship of peace with God. Romans 8.1 teaches us, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because of Jesus' death on our behalf, we will never be condemned for our sins. Finally, we have this precious promise of God from Romans 8, 38 through 39. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Would you like to follow the Romans road to salvation? And that's the question you give the person at the end of the Romans road. And that's it right there. And then if they say yes, you can pray with them. And it doesn't have to be a magic format like I've mentioned before in previous episodes, but it does have to be from the heart. For example, this is the one they used on gotquestions.org. God, I know that I have sinned against you and am deserving of punishment. But Jesus Christ took the punishment that I deserve so that through faith in him, I could be forgiven. With your help, I place my trust in you for salvation. Thank you for your wonderful grace and forgiveness, the gift of eternal life. Amen. Boom. And there. Okay. So then you go through Romans road and you do that. But keep in mind, once they pray and ask Jesus Christ into their life, it's not over yet. Then comes connecting with the body of believers that not only learn from the Bible, but also put faith into action and impact lives in the world. Learning the word of God and how to become a disciple, a disciple of Jesus Christ. Just as Jesus told the disciples and, and apostles in Matthew 28, 19 through 20, therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the ends of the age. Praise God. So Jesus and, you know, and tell them Jesus didn't tell them to go and get a bunch of people saved. You'll hear people say that he didn't say go make a bunch of converts. He said, go and make disciples. So that means it's time to do some work. And of course, the definition of a disciple is a follower or student of a teacher, leader, or in this case of Jesus Christ. That's why it's so important to find a Christ-like teacher, one who teaches from the word of God and lives a Christ-like life in love. So there it is, folks. You know, that concludes the Salvation Teaching Series. My prayer is that it will help you in your walk as well as give you courage and confidence to go and share the greatest gift to mankind, Jesus Christ, as your Savior and Lord. And remember, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Amen. And lastly, I want you to remember these key verses. 
John 3, 16 and 17. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. And of course, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. And lastly, remember Galatians 5, 22 through 23. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So you apply those three verses to your life weekly. Better yet, apply them to your life daily. And I guarantee people will see Jesus Christ in you and want to know more about him. Very important. Be strengthened. Have courage. Pray for wisdom. Use the word of God. Use your testimony. Do that homework assignment and answer those questions so that when you go out and you finally step into that position of saying, I want to share the good news about Jesus Christ with you. Can I share my testimony with you about what I've been through in my life and how Jesus has turned my life around? You're able to step into that arena of one or two people, or maybe it's a group, and share your testimony, talk them through steps to salvation, and some folks will become saved believers who will then be ready to be discipled. Sound good, folks? Let's go ahead and pray. So, Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for just blessing me with the words to share, with the messages to share, this series about salvation, about your greatest gift that you give to mankind to repair the relationship between you and us. We thank you so much, Heavenly Father, for this. We thank you for sending Jesus down to shed his blood on that cross for us, to defeat death, and to come back with the keys. We thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, we pray for all those individuals out there that are lost. We pray for all those individuals out there that need encouraged and strengthened and raised up to be able to go and share those messages with the lost. We pray for courage. We pray for the words. We pray for wisdom, Lord, that we need so we can step out and be who you called us to be and represent you out here in this hurting world. So we just thank you, Lord. I thank you for all my listeners and watchers. As you watch over them all, keep them safe, Lord. Give them the strength they need to get up each day and to do something for you. And we thank you for all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. There you have it, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, shout out to my dad, BJ Lewis. Thanks, dad, for tuning in as always. Thank you for all your love and prayers. Love and appreciate you, dad. And uh, all the family, you know, love all you guys and gals. So thanks for tuning in. May this message reach some souls. I plan on boosting my post about the greatest gift where I share the gospel in the first part of the series. I plan on boosting that every 15 days till further notice. I want to see that thing reach a million people. That would be a tremendous blessing and see some souls get saved. So with that being said, I want you to be encouraged. Hey, I love you all. Thanks for tuning in. Get connected. Get connected. Share this page. Share my resources. And uh, let's get some more folks connected. 
With that being said, hey, love you all. Take care of yourselves. Ask Jesus Christ into your life. Don't wait another day. Love you all. Peace.